Greeting, loyal listeners. This is Andrew Pond, the writer of uh, Throwing Shade, also uh, the voice of Theodore Rockwell and uh, the Shade himself, amongst others. Uh, and we're doing something a little bit special right now in between our the end of our first season and the beginning of our second. We uh, are... Digging into the episodes a little bit, and uh, I, as the writer, am going to give you some of the uh, little pop culture Easter eggs that I have put in there, mostly because they amuse me. Um, the full version of this episode will be on our Patreon page. Uh, go to patreon.com EFCT, and you can uh, sign up as a monthly subscriber and you can get access to the behind the scenes videos pictures uh you can get merchandise for free uh all that kind of great stuff on our patreon page so check that out i want to just dive into um some of the stuff that i have put and it's not just me i, I take a lot of uh I take a lot of uh, ideas and, and creative input from the other actors and on the show, but uh, I want to throw some, some of these you might have picked up on, some you may not have because you either uh, aren't as old as I am, so this is not necessarily pop culture for you, or you don't live in Chicago, uh, and so some of these things that you're like, I don't get this reference, uh, that's, that's okay, because you don't live here. And if you don't live here, welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, so this is all just the stuff in the first season. There's a bunch of new stuff that's going to be coming when we start uh, with the second season coming next week. So uh, first thing, and this this one is my own personal favorite, and this you can actually get this on a T-shirt if you uh, subscribe on our uh, Patreon page. Uh, very early on, when we f were first rehearsing these episodes, our Foley artist, uh, Lori Iyer, when we would rehearse, if there was anything that needed to be made, any noise that needed to be made by a human voice, uh, she would ask the actors to do it, and the way she described it was, uh, I don't do mouth stuff, which we all found very funny. And so I actually put it into the very first episode um, when Misty passes by the harmonica salesman, and she says, I, I'm sorry, I don't do mouth stuff. Uh, but you can get a uh, T-shirt with that phrase on it. I'm sorry, I don't do mouth stuff. Um, which I found particularly uh, entertaining. And I hope that you do too. Um, some people may or may not know, uh, the editor-in-chief of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, uh, Theo and Wednesday's boss, uh, editor-in-chief Clemens, his first name of course is Clarence, which is a reference to the saxophone player from Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. Um, because not all of my pop culture references stick to the decade in which this show is written. I take from everywhere. And I just 
when thinking up a name for him, uh, Clarence Clemens just sounded right. So, plus it echoes the alliteration of J. Jonah Jameson, which is who I modeled Clemens after, except without the charm. Um, Pork Sword Tally's lack of intelligibility, the fact that uh, Pork Sword Tally uh, speaks in complete gibberish and everybody that nobody can understand except the other tallies. Um, I, I took basically as a nod to Robin Williams' set on dealing with listening to people speak Scottish, uh, which if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's really funny, but uh, where, where you just sort of nod and smile. But that was, and, and the, the funny thing is, in the episodes, I just write unintelligible Gaelic in parentheses. That's all that um, Chase Nergi, who uh, plays Pork Sword Tally, gets in the, in the script. I, I had just expected them to make goofy sounds, but Chase actually like writes out their dialogue uh, so they know what they're saying, what they mean when they say the unintelligible things that you hear, and it just adds so much to the to the character. And that's one of the things I love about this is that you know I the actors take the things that I put in there and turn it into something significantly more interesting than I would have. There's a line where Cannoli says, put your hands in the air. You shaken because you know you're scared, which is, of course, a dir- and this was suggested by um, Sarah Siegel, I believe, uh, that it should be like, put your hands in the air, shake them like you just don't care. So I need to do something with that same um, rhythm. And so that's why that was in there. Um if you've noticed, there's there runs through the first season uh, a sort of a cameo character of an accordion player that sounds a lot like Droopy Dog, and that <laughs> the voice the voice the voice choice uh, for for that character came from Stephen McClure. He just decided to try that one day when we were reading it, but um, it, it's a it's a uh, it's an accordion player whose first name is Larry. Uh, he's referred to once, I believe, as Lawrence, and we find out later on that his last name is Welp. So, an accordion player with the name of Lawrence Welp is, of course, a reference to Lawrence Welk. Uh, young people, look up Lawrence Welk <laughs> because he's the the king of cheesy polka music um had a very successful television show for reasons i don't think anybody can really put their finger on uh but he and his entire family uh were musicians so uh when i was putting together this this um accordion player for one joke in the first episode it was so funny uh, the way that Stephen did it with with that with that very upset voice like that, that I needed to have him come back, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of Lawrence Welp 
uh, in season two. So you definitely want to check that out. When Theo and Wednesday go to the to the speakeasy and Guido opens a little thing and says, what's the password? And Theo says, swordfish. And they're let in. That is a reference to a, a, a classic Marx Brothers uh, routine that is basically about trying to get into a secret uh, private club and they need to know the password. And the password turns out to be swordfish. Uh, again, I... All of this stuff I highly recommend any of you who are not familiar with it to look up because you should just watch the Marx Brothers. The, the character of Harry Binney, uh, this, this probably won't make much sense to anybody who doesn't live in Chicago, but there is a string of discount large, large discount liquor stores in the Chicago area called Binney's, which was started by a man named Harold Harold Binstein, uh, in the mid forties, but I decided that I wanted to have, um, the character of Harry Binney, uh, running around trying to get people interested in this idea of a giant discount liquor store, uh, which I thought was funny for someone trying to do that during prohibition. Um, and for a while, I don't believe they do this anymore, but they did used to sell cheese, uh, artisan cheeses and, uh, things like that in one section of the store. So that's, that's why he's, he's crazy for making up all the, making a lot of money off of his foreign cheeses. Near the end of the first episode, the random reporter that's been yelling, stop the presses, stop the presses, at one point says, well, you know, you're not going to have Wally Winchell to kick around anymore, which is <clears throat> a reference to a very famous reporter uh, from actually the 20s and 30s uh, named Walter Winchell, uh, who was very much, for most of his career, a sort of a combination hard-hitting news and gossip columnist. Uh, one of the reasons that I use that name for the uh, reporter that was like, hey, we should probably do a story about this guy who's taking over Germany is because um, Walter Winchell came out very strongly against Nazi sympathizers in the, th the run-up to World War II. Clarence Clemens' um, catchphrase, Great Caesar Salad, is a direct reference to Perry White, who was the editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet on the old Superman TV show, who always used to yell, Great Caesar's Ghost, anytime he was upset or frustrated or the writers needed a line. Uh, so that's, that's why uh, Clemens yells, Great Caesar's Salad, constantly. Um, in the second episode, we've got uh, Horace Broham, uh, the the uh, British automobile maker, is um, Broham is actually a type of automobile. I like to do that sometimes with, with names, is uh, name people things that they are, which uh, works very well with the Texas Senator Blether Fig Jam, which are uh, two words. One is uh, Blether, 
is uh, of Scottish origin, and fig jam is Australian slang, and both of them basically mean lies or untruths or just bull, um, which I thought, you know, worked well for a senator from Texas. Then there's the um, there's the law firm that the FBI breaks into, uh, which is of course the offices of John Jacob Jingleheimer and Schmidt which uh, some people may recognize uh, from the song. Uh, there was an old song. I don't remember where it was from, but it, I, it was an old song when I was a kid. And it goes, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, his name is my name too. Whenever we go out, the people always shout, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, na 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 And then it starts over again because it's they only needed to write one verse, I guess. But that's... The, that's why I came up with those four. And, of course, they bring up Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe as a, a law firm, which is a direct uh, reference. A number of number of uh, comedy teams use that particular idea, but I remember seeing it as a Three Stooges and a Three Stooges short, the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. And then there's the line when the four lawyers are trying to get away from the FBI, that we made a wrong turn at Albuquerque, which is, as anyone who grew up on Bugs Bunny cartoons will tell you, is something that Bugs often did. He realized that he should have made a left turn at Albuquerque because he ended up uh, somewhere other than... Usually he was trying to get to Pismo Beach. That's what, this ain't Pismo Beach. Um, I've never actually been to Pismo Beach. I don't know where Pismo Beach is, but apparently you get there by making a left turn at Albuquerque, in case anybody's wondering. And then um, the name in Professor Edison Tesla's uh, energy formula, uh, MacGuffin, is, uh, I think most people probably pick up on that one. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the the age breakdown of everybody who listens to our podcast. And it'd be nice to think that there's some some youngsters who listen to it as well as those uh, more mature listeners like myself who know that MacGuffin is a direct really, uh, reference to Alfred Hitchcock who uh, used the term to reference whatever very important thing the people in his movies were after. You didn't even have to know what it was. All you needed to know was that the, the main characters needed to get it. It was important, and that's why the thing that they are searching for is, I, I used the actual term MacGuffin for the plant that they, that they were after. Um, so... So there you go. There's a little there's a little piece of Hollywood history for you. Um, another character's name that I, I took uh, to try to represent their personality is, of course, the German spy Raketa Springstoff, which is basically just the German words for rocket and explosion um, put together. Uh, because she's that that dangerous. So that's that's some of the 
the the the weirder stuff that I've put in there. Some of it you may have picked up on, some of it you may have not, some of it you may not have cared about. Um, but I appreciate, I want to thank everybody who has been listening to the uh, Throwing Shade podcast this first season for doing so. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Please tell all your friends to continue listening. And if you haven't already, please pop on over to Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash EFCT. We have all kinds of uh, perks and uh, rewards for you, including the ability to uh, actually be a character in one of the episodes. So please check it out. Support uh, Throwing Shade that way or by leaving us a review, uh, especially on Apple, or by just telling somebody else about the podcast. Uh, and we really do uh, appreciate it. We, we, uh, we're having a ball doing this, and we hope that you're enjoying listening to it. Uh, so stay tuned. Next week... Uh, you will hear the beginning of season two with all kinds of craziness coming and more of these more of these uh, little pop culture Easter eggs that very often are just put in there because they make me laugh. So uh, check it out. Thanks very much. And we will see you next week. <laughs>